So here we are at the beginning of a new year, and traditionally we kind of preach a word on something to do with that. And um, I really felt that God, I don't say this glibly, I really felt that God uh, spoke to me about uh, this day and about what I was to share with you. And it's a very, very simple, but it's a very, very profound word. And it is basically this, that we serve and worship a God who has the power to carry us through everything that life throws at us. 2016 may have been a year where it was good or bad. It's kind of past now, and we're now into a new year. We have a God who carries us, who sustains us, who provides for us, who keeps us and holds us and never lets us go. We believe in a living God, And so this living God has the power to speak, to heal, to breathe, to give life to people, to set people free. And he's also a God, because he's alive, who can actually carry us through life. I often think it's um, a bit of an irony that sometimes in the Old Testament, uh, God kind of mocks people. And one of the things he mocks people with, so you have idols, you have gods. You get hold of sticks and you make them into an idol and then you worship them. And actually one of the little phrases God often says is, and you carry them around and you have to keep them so they don't totter and fall over. In other words, he's kind of saying, so you have gods and you have to carry them around. We serve the living God who we don't carry. He carries you. He carries us into everything that we're about to face And through and out the other side. This is our God. Check out these wonderful, wonderful scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 1, 30 and 31. The Lord your God who goes before you will himself fight for you. Fighting our battles. You just sang that this morning. You have a God who fights for you. Just as he did in Egypt before your eyes, in the wilderness, where you have seen how the Lord your God carried you. As a man carries his son all the way that you went until you came to this place. Isaiah 46 verse 3. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been born by me from before your birth, Carried from the womb, even, listen to this folks, even to your old age, I am he. And to grey hairs, I will carry you. Look at me, hallelujah. (laughs) Guys, don't dye your hair. Be proud. Because it's about God's righteousness and about him being with you. And God says, I've carried you from the womb. I will carry you even to old age. We live in a society where people despise old age. And what happens is more and more of us are scared about old age. We're frightened what old age will mean to us health-wise and who will look after us. Here's a God who says, I will carry you every day, every week, every month, even to the last breath of your life. Isn't that amazing? Isaiah 64 Sorry, 63, verse 9. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. I just love this idea of God 
this carrying God saying, do you know what? I carry you. I'm really with you. You're afflicted. I'm afflicted. You know weakness. I've known weakness. I've come to identify with you in every way. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. Look at this. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Psalm 28, verse 8 and 9. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Now, here's a very well-known verse of scripture, even though you might not know where it comes from. Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27. The eternal God is your dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. You're getting this picture of this living God who speaks prophetic. I'll carry you from the womb to the grave. I'll carry you, my people. I'll carry you through everything. And then this wonderful, this, this, this sense of underneath are the everlasting arms. Let me just emphasize the word everlasting for a moment. This means that when God starts something, he doesn't drop it. He carries it on forever and ever. He is an everlasting God. So there will never come a day where he's not carrying you through things. There's never going to come a day in 2017 and for the rest of your life where somehow he'll back off. He's everlasting. Psalm 90, the, the psalmist says, Everlasting to everlasting you are God. I love this in Jeremiah 31. I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's what God says to us. He doesn't wake up in the morning, change his mind, and decide not to love us. He has an everlasting love. It's wonderful the way that God comes and speaks and moves in this way. Now, I know these are very, very familiar scriptures. I'm deliberately giving you lots of scriptures, and then we're going to get practical. Try this for size. Isaiah Chapter 40, verse 28. And you can get almost over-familiar with this. You forget the weight of it. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't go faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And there's often pictures in scripture of the Lord as an eagle catching us up and carrying us. Eagles carry their young on his pinions, the Bible says. He lifts us up. They shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. When I was raising my kids, we loved to go walking a lot. We often went to the Lake District. I still go to the Lake District most years, and this and I walk. We just love walking. But sometimes when your children are small, they can only walk so far. And then there comes that whining sound. <laughs> Can't go any further. Yes, you can. Come on, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But eventually, you give in and, and you start to carry your children. I now have 12 grandchildren, so that means I am 
I am having to learn how to carry them when we go for walks as well. We're trying to share the load with one another. It's amazing these days, we didn't have them when I had kids, but these days you have all these contraptions to help you carry your children. They're amazing things. They're well supported. They come over, the child can this see over the top, and then if you don't like the child, particularly stick them on your stomach, and then they get their face kind of in like that. But do you know what? All the way through it all, piggybacks are still the best mode of carrying children. Or maybe on your shoulders. Isn't that a wonderful moment? You get up on your dad's shoulders and he holds you when you... The thing is, when you've got children, when you're carrying your kids, you get tired. And there comes that moment when you say, well, I I don't think I can keep going like this anymore. And you lift the child up and they're very reluctant and you say, come on, you'll be fine. And they kind of move along. It's only another three and a half miles. You'll be absolutely fine. Believe me. It's only around the corner. There's this sense of really, of, of, of only being able to go so far. God never gets tired of carrying you. He never says, oh, I've carried you far enough, I can't do this anymore, you do it yourself. He will never say that to you. There's a sense in which you're always on his shoulders. A sense in which you are always being carried by him. Here's the challenge I want to bring to us as we go into this new year. Will you let him? He said, well, I'm a Christian, but that doesn't automatically mean that you're allowing him to carry you. I think a problem some of us face is that we are carrying our own lives. We quite like to be independent. We feel it's a bit of a weakness to admit that we need to be carried. And then before we know where we are, Pressure has piled up, we get exhausted, and we start even carrying our own burdens, and not only carrying our lives, but burdens that we should not carry because he is the one who has said, I am the God who carries you. And it's tragic sometimes watching Christians, and I've known this in my own life, where I've got this God who wants to pick me up and carry me, but I want to kind of do it in my own strength. I won't bother God with that. He surely doesn't need that issue. And so we find ourselves in this situation where We're burdened. The good news for us is God is longing to carry us. He's longing to shoulder our burdens. Don't go into this year just carrying things you shouldn't carry that he should carry or burdened with things that he has come to bear your burdens. Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he'll carry you. That's what it means. He'll sustain you. Through what you face. In fact, in Psalm 68, the Lord says, I'll bear your burdens daily. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. Daily we are called to do this. That wonderful passage in Matthew chapter 11, which again we know so well. Come to me all who labor and heavy burdened and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, I'm gentle and lowly, you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's got shoulders. The government is upon his shoulders. He has broad shoulders. He is able to carry us through all that life has to offer us and to give to us. I want to touch very quickly on three areas. And then I want us to pray with one another to end this meeting this morning by praying for one another about the areas 
that we know we're carrying that God should carry, or even just saying, Lord, would you carry me through this year for all that I face? The first is this. Okay, I'll give you the three, okay? The first is this. He's carrying this world, this planet, and its future. Second is he's carrying this church because he's promised to do so. And thirdly, he's carrying you. First thing is he's carrying this world. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole wide world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. I never thought we'd ever sing that in this church. It's a bit of a weird song. But there's some truth in it. He's the one who carries this world. So 2016 is a bit of a weird year. Unpredictable. Quite damaging. Unsettling. Causing people to wonder about themselves and their future. Has God somehow had a year off? Has he backed off? The answer is clearly no. Because he carries this world, this sense of underneath of the everlasting arms. It's not just about you, it's about this whole planet. It's about the universe, actually. And its future, and the nations of this world, and their future. And can I just say this, we don't often talk about it, even the future of the United Kingdom is in his hands. It's not in the hands of people or politicians. At the end of the day, the Bible teaches clearly that the universe is held together underneath of the everlasting arms. Sometimes you hear people say, it's our planet we are responsible for. It's not our planet, unless you created it. It's not our planet. Yes, we're stewards And we need to do right things on this planet. We need to care for the planet. But at the end of the day, it doesn't belong to us. You hear people saying, it's our planet. People talk about our planet. Well, we didn't make it, so it's not ours. God alone makes the universe. He makes the stars. He makes the planets. It's his. I actually think if there's no God, and it's up to us concerning the future of the planet, that will be very depressing. No, it's God's world. Psalm 24 says this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness therein. The world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. It's just this amazing sense of the peoples of the world, the nations of the world. There's nothing that happens outside of his control. So we see weird things like Brexit and Donald Trump and we kind of look around these things and it feels like, whoa, what's going on? It's all out of control. We have to believe in everything that's going on, even the things we don't like and don't understand, that there is a sovereign God who's completely got this world in his hands. What good news that is. And he's involved in this world. He sustains this world. He's not a distant God. God so loved the world. It's a good world. He sees it as that. Now we have to mention that perhaps passages like Romans chapter 8, 19 to 22 talk about this fallen world. It's a marred world. It's a world that's groaning. It's a world that's in pains to give birth. This is not a perfect world. It's a fallen world. It's a world that's in 
opposition and rebellion to God, which is why we see all these things happening in the world that we see. But that does not mean that God is not in control of it and its future. He carries this world, so we are not to fear. I want us to go into 2017 with an absolute clear understanding that whatever happens in this coming year and the years to come, God is the sovereign one who rules over everything. You don't look convinced. You don't look very happy about it either. I am so overwhelmingly happy as I get up every morning, this is not in my hands. The future's not in our hands. The future's in his hands because they're the best hands that hold the whole thing. Let me just remind you quickly of two wonderful scriptures. Hebrews chapter 1. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom is appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He's the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And look at this. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. I do love reading these scriptures and how you all stay silent. It's just funny. Oh, to be in Africa. Anyway, verse 15. (laughs) He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created. In heaven and on? Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. Look at this, check it out. And in him... All things hold together. What that is telling us is this. No Jesus, no planet. No Jesus and the whole universe falls apart. You might not wake up every morning and think that, but he's the ones holding this whole thing all together. He's carrying this world and he's carrying its future. And we might be some of the few people on this planet that really have genuine hope. We need to tell people there is a God and he is in control. And we will not despair because he knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. Second thing, real quickly, is this. He also holds the church together. That's the church worldwide. It's also the local church. And look with me in Colossians 1 at this next verse, verse 18. So he said in in the universe he holds all things together and he is the head of of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the first boom from the dead, that in everything he might have preeminence. And I love this way it goes, that, 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 that Paul is saying he is the, the one who holds the universe together. He's the one who makes it happen. He carries the whole thing. And he's the head of the church. Which means if he's the head of the universe, then he's head of the church. And if he keeps the world going together, then he's the one who keeps the church get it going together. No Jesus, no church. No planet, no church. He's holding everything together. My confidence in 2017 in New Community, and it should be yours, is this. That I'm not the one who's carrying this, nor are any of the elders of this church, nor are any men and women here. Jesus is carrying his church. And the invitation is for you to give your life, your time, your energy and your money to something that he's doing and not what man's doing. And so I'm so encouraged we go through to, we don't know what's going to happen to 2017. We know there's some risky adventures. We know there's some things happen that's going to make some of us feel insecure. When we feel insecure, we remind ourselves, who's building this thing? Who's really involved in this? Who's the one that's carrying this?
He's actively involved. He's interceding. The Bible says he's filling us with his presence. He baptizes us with the Spirit. He builds his church. He protects his church. He's the one who unites us by the Spirit. He's the one who brings his kingdom through the church. He's the one who keeps us united. We're in tremendous diversity. He's carrying this. He's the one that's making it all happen. Be confident in him. It's not that we're not confident in our leaders because leaders are raised up by God so they should at least reflect something of an example or a model of what he's like but at the end of the day we're pointing you to him and not to us anyway. So the reality is we can go with confidence. I want to encourage you. You know, Don't hold back when it comes to commitment to the local church. There's too many Christians in London who love Jesus and have got a problem with the church. It's kind of really weird. Remind yourself what the church is. The church is the bride of Christ. How do we know that Jesus is carrying his church? Because she's his bride. And she's going to be there at the end. And it doesn't matter about whether people say to you the church is declining, which it is in Europe. That's absolutely irrelevant as to the church that Jesus is building. In China, there are 10,000 people coming to Christ every day. So it depends which part of the globe that you're looking at. The reality is whether you're in that kind of revival or you're here in Europe where it seems to be sometimes hard work and difficult, the reality is this is the Jesus who's carrying his church. There are two things that will go on into eternity. One is the seed that God has put within you because it's imperishable. And there's something in you that will go on into eternal life because something of, of eternity has already come into your life. And when this, this body gives up, that which is of eternity will survive. I'm born again. You're born again. You will be with God forever. And the other thing that surprises people is the bride of Christ. She's there in eternity. She is of eternal value. Which is why we must be so confident to give what we have to this. Because he's the one who is building it. I want you to know. That Jesus is not only carrying this world, he's carrying his church. It doesn't matter if the gates of hell try to prevail against us. Jesus has already made the statement that he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The third and final thing is you. This is so personal. and These are some of the things I want to invite us in a moment. We're going to pray for one another at the beginning of 2017. And minister to one another. There's no pressure. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. But a lot of us do want to. <laughs> this wonderful truth that underneath you are everlasting arms. That underneath you is one who's carrying you through everything that life throws your way. Jesus said this. Even if a sparrow falls to the ground and dies, he knows about it. There are wonderful verses about not rushing around here and there. How much more will your heavenly Father care for you? Why, how come he's caring for me? Well, it's because he's promised to carry me through life itself. He will never leave you. He will never drop you. He will never get tired of carrying you. The Holy Spirit has been given, and one of the descriptions of the Holy Spirit is our helper. Really, it's like our carrier. He has come to live the Christian life through you, not for you to do on your own strength. And whatever stage of life you're at today, he's involved with you. 
If you are single, sometimes single people can kind of feel a little bit like they're isolated or on their own. The reality is if you're single and you're a Christian, you are never on your own. He is always with you. If you're married and your marriage is going through a little bit of a difficult time and it doesn't seem to be what it is, here's the carrier. You need to just depend on him. He's the one into 2017. If you had not such a good year last year in your marriage, 2017 could be absolutely amazing. I can guarantee you, if you'll let him come and help you carry this marriage. Carry. Lord, it's over to you. We can't do this in our own strength. We need you. If, God needs, if you need some provision in your life, who's the great provider? God is the provider. He can provide for you. He can heal you. He can set you free. He can be your everything. It's wonderful verses. You are my all in all. Yeah, we can look to other people to help us and other things that can help us along the way. But at the end of the day, the one who's the great carrier, the only one, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who said, I've begun a good work in you and I'll bring it to completion. That's about a God who's carrying you through everything that this year has to offer you. He knows better. He knows you better than you know yourself. Why on earth do we ignore him? Why on earth do we think, well, I'm sure I can do this in my own strength? Let me just throw out to you just some highlights or one or two examples. And while, we're, while I'm going through this, think, because in a moment someone's going to be saying, turning to you and praying for you. <laughs> Is there an area of your life that you know you carry? And actually say, do you know, this year I'm going to give it to him. Is there an area of your life where... You do know he's carrying you, but it just seems to be very difficult. Think about that. But here's some helpers. When we are weak, that is the time when we most know that God is carrying us. In fact, it's an opportunity for us to know that he carries us. It's a big debate, isn't it? It goes on and on. We live in a world where people despise weakness. The Bible is very clear that we are weak. That's why we need someone to carry us. And it's not a weakness in itself, it's a strength. This is a word particularly for guys. To admit weakness is actually quite a humbling thing to ask to be carried through life. But it's actually a wonderful thing because then when it happens, everything changes. Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. He felt God say to him, he heard God say to him, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness. Part of the gospel is dying to yourself and your own abilities. That is the gospel. And every time we say, oh, I think I can carry this, it's like we're not believing the gospel. Here's another example. When things get tough in life, when things go beyond our strength, when Things happen we don't understand. We need to know the carrier. The Apostle Paul knew the carrier. and So he says in Romans chapter 8, knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who first loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth and I love this, nor anything. Just throw that one out. Else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you knew that? What he's just said. You experienced it. You knew it in the days and weeks to come. When things get tough, you know it's not you holding on to God, but he's holding on to you. 
And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It's him who's got a grip on our lives. Here's another. When all seems like hard work and it all seems like a slog. Do you ever feel like that in your life? Everything's just hard work. It's just all slog. It's just all... Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15.10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked hard. There's nothing wrong with hard work. I worked harder than any of them. Though it's not I, and I love this, but the grace of God that was with me. What's he saying? He's saying, well, I I, I really worked hard, but I didn't feel like it. Why not? Because I was being carried by the grace of God. There's grace for you for every situation and difficulty you find in this coming year because he's promised to do this. And finally, another example is when we step out in faith into new ventures and we get out of the boat and we get out of our comfort zone, it's there that we often find that God really carries us. That's where you'll know he's carrying you because you have to trust him. Can I just say, I'm going to close with this, if you build a safe life where everything's always known and predictable, you will rarely feel his arms underneath you. But if you step out of your comfort zone If you step out or even reach out to him in faith because you know you need him, you will know his arms around you. You'll know his comfort. Let's stand together. Just wait a bit. Let's close our eyes for a moment. It's going to be great to finish this morning by just turning to a person next to us or behind us and just quickly laying hands on one another. I love all over this room just let the Holy Spirit come. And do you know what? If you know something very specific in your life that you know needs to be carried by God, just quickly say that to somebody. I, I can't do this anymore. I need to be carried. You know, I, I, I'm just not going to be a dad in my own right. I'm just not going to be able to get through work. Let's just close our eyes. Let's feel the Holy Spirit wants to highlight just one or two things. When I was preparing this, I felt there were Some people here going out on a new venture this year. Some of it's work-related. Don't exactly know what it is, but it might be a new job. It might be self-employed people. But some of us are starting to go out into something new this year. And the Lord really wants to come by spirit and take it into a new level. So it's not just you slogging it out, but you know his blessing and favour. Some of us have got to start this year new faith ventures to step out. There's one or two people here that are carrying really, really heavy loads. And uh, I just feel the heart of, of God just saying, please let me come in. Let me carry this load for you. I felt God spoke to me and said, there's some of you carrying families. What I think it means by that, there are some of us who are very burdened for our families. Maybe for non-Christian members of our family. We kind of feel that we're the answer. We've got to just keep it all together. We're carrying family members. Maybe some kids not doing so well. I really want to encourage you. God is the one who can really carry your family. And it's not that you're irresponsible, but what a weight off your shoulders to realize I can give it all to him. And then there are some who are overwhelmed with life. Depression is a a huge issue in our society. That means there are people here today who really genuinely suffer from depression. And if that's you today, why don't you get someone just to lay hands on you and pray for you? 
that you would give your life to the great carrier, the one who carries all these things.